MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, September 6th, 2019. Today, Devin Nunes drops one suit and files another. Trump rolls back environmental protections again. The State Department bribes an Iranian tanker captain. A sealed hearing in the Flynn case. And Manafort files a motion. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. I forgot to put my phone in airplane mode. So oh, it's all I'm good. I'm going to do it right now. We're not on a plane, so I think we're okay. <laughs> What's up with you guys? Not much. It's hot. It is, it's yeah. It's affecting my mood and irritability. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, so if I'm feisty today on the pod, forgive me. Oh, no worries, dude. Yeah. <laughs> all forgiven. Thank you. In advance. Yes. Well, I got Botox today. Nice. Whoa. So my face is... Feels weird. I'll frown extra for us today. Okay, yeah. You, <laughs> you do the scowling. Yeah. Um, and I'm just looking up right now. I'm, I'm trying to find this Flynn Pacer thing um, because we got all, like, we already reported on the fact that, that Flynn's lawyers filed a motion to, like, on the Brady material, like, that there's exculpatory evidence that they haven't handed over. And there was a sealed hearing today, and we'll go over it later, and I was, I, they, they came out with a filing on, on Pacer, and my Pacer password's not working, mm. and so I don't know what it is, so mm. we'll find out, though, maybe by the end of the show. Mm-hmm. So I'll wait to see if we get anything on on the Flynn case, and um, sorry about that little interruption right there. We had to pause for a minute so I could look up Flynn information, but it's still <laughs> not out yet, and I, my Pacer thing's not working. Um, but anyway, any, any you have an upcoming show in LA on Oh, yeah, on um, Saturday, yes, yes. It's uh, bittersweet because it's uh, going to be a fun show. It's like a political fundraiser, but it's also the uh, anniversary of uh, Mac Miller's death. That's right. I heard yeah. about that yeah. uh, that show that was coming up. So where is it at? That's going to be at like a, someone's house, like a mansion show. Oh, yeah, like legit, fancy. Yeah, I'm excited. That'll be that'll be awesome for you. I think that'll be a really fun show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, anything happening with you? Uh, I have actually a, a a few shows coming up, but mm-hmm. I was trying to be more present. And I put my phone in my bag, so I don't remember what any of them are. That's cool, though. It's admirable, more present. I bet if people followed you on Twitter, if they aren't already, or just watched your Twitter account, you would announce them? Yes, definitely. And Instagram, at Jordan Justine. At Jordan Justine? Yes. Is that your middle name? It is. I didn't know that for all these years. Yeah. Yeah, my mom uh, named myself and my two sisters all with the same middle name, so we had something that would connect us that is throughout so cute. life. Yeah, my girlfriend. If blood wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah, same thing. <laughs> if family reunions didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Instead just kidding. It was, really, it was a really sweet idea. She did. I like the sentiment. Yeah, her mom did something where she named them all uh, Christopher, Christopher Robin... Fuck, what's the third? <laughs> Christopher Robin Fuck. It's <laughs> the third middle name. It's a family name. Anyway, her mom did something <laughs> with her middle names where all of them are like a reference to... Uh, like a clue. I think Winnie the Pooh, Pooh Bear? The yeah. declaration. <laughs> yeah. Winnie the Pooh. I like it. That's really cute. Yeah. yeah. William Christopher Robin? No, that's his first name. Just Christopher Robin, I thought was his name. Yeah. Maybe something. Pooh. Hmm. I don't think any of my <laughs> uncle's middle names are Pooh. You did Ancestry.com? Did you check? <laughs> yes. John Pooh Justine. <laughs> yes. Just put a Justine in there just for fun. Yeah. Anyway, 
That's it. Sorry. No, nice. no, no worries. And they can follow you on Twitter at Jordan's Confused, right? Yes, at Jordan's Confused and Instagram at Jordan Justine. Nice. So you're more confused in the Twitter world than Instagram. Yeah, I made that handle like a long ass time ago and just haven't really changed it. Yeah. It was more like befuddlement instead of like a actual confusion. Oh, yeah, you're wise now. Right. Like, Jordan's like befuddlement doesn't really. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you can't fit like at your dumbass actions confuse me. Exactly. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So I just took the blame myself. Very nice. (laughs) I'm confused. Put it all on me. Yeah. (laughs) All right, we have a lot of news to get to, so let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. Jordan, your ex-boyfriend Devin Nunes is back in the news. Uh, He dropped his lawsuit against the Democratic constituents that claimed he was a fake farmer. Remember when they were trying to get yeah. him to take his farmer ballot designation away? Yep. Uh, that's what they were trying to force him to do. So he sued them, alleging they conspired with, quote, dark money groups to injure his campaign. Like, wow. he, uh, if, you know, pot in the kettle. That's pretty small fish, too, to go for if you're going to, like, do some illegal stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you're probably not just going to be like, I'm going to use all of this intel to say he's not a farmer. Yeah. Right. You're probably yeah. going to do something more intense. We got dark money deep state donations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Looking into his farm status. Yeah. Small fish, small farm. Uh, uh, and it's it's been widely reported that the Nunez family's farm is in Iowa and not California. But as we've reported, he recently disclosed a small farm he bought near Fresno, Tulane, I think, for $15,000, Tulare, um, that doesn't grow anything and is less than 100 square feet. Uh, Nunez's lawyer says they dropped the suit because they were having trouble finding one of the defendants, a man named Michael Seeley, who's part of the Southern California Americans for Democratic Action. We found him. Uh, And because the underlying allegations could be rolled up into a new lawsuit that Nunez filed in a Virginia court this Wednesday. But what probably really happened was that Nunez was and his lawyers were ignorant to the strength of California's laws, which allow for quick dismissal of cases that involve speech on issues that are of public concern. So they probably started researching that and said, oh, fuck, we have no chance. And so they dropped the lawsuit. That's where my beans are. Good choice. This new lawsuit in Virginia is against Fusion GPS. That's the oppo research group that commissioned the Steele dossier. And uh, the Campaign for Accountability, which is a watchdog group that was named in the Farmer lawsuit, the previous one, for filing ethics complaints against Nunes. Uh, Nunes is seeking $9.9 million in damages, saying the Campaign for Accountability worked for Fusion GPS on a joint effort to intimidate, harass, threaten, influence, interfere with, impede, and ultimately derail Nunes's probe into the dossier when he was head of the House Intelligence Committee. Someone had a thesaurus. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> thesaurus. Law. <laughs> <laughs> Nunez is also uh, suing Twitter uh, and two troll accounts uh, and McClatchy, D.C., who owns the Fresno Bee for hundreds of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars for what amounts to defamation, he says. Mm. You're mean to me on Twitter. And they're trying to, Twitter's trying to dismiss the case, saying Twitter's located in, uh, you know, Northern California. You're filing this case in Virginia. Uh, it's just all really dumb. Mm-hmm. So they're like, meet me in Northern California. We'll settle this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the weather's better. Yeah, and it's also and McClatchy owns the Fresno Beat. Like, it's just all reporting, and he's just a giant turd. So, mm-hmm. um, turd shaming. That's true. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, they should be shamed. Yeah. Uh, Manafort has filed a motion to dismiss his New York State charges. Uh, citing double jeopardy. We knew this was going to happen. We put beans on this. So Manafort's lawyers told Reuters about the filing, which intends to test the state's double jeopardy protections. His lawyers contend that the New York charges are tied to the same crimes he was convicted of in federal courts. Under New York law, a person cannot be tried twice for the same crime 
unless at least one element of the crime is different and the statutes address very different kinds of harm or evil. And New York could argue, Cy Vance could argue, that such an exception is warranted in this case. And additionally, uh, New York could argue that the hung counts, the 10 hung counts uh, in the Manafort trials, or the, the one Manafort trial, um, they relate to Citizens Bank and for of the counts relate to federal savings bank and loan, which could open the door for another prosecution because those are the banks in question here in the New York case for mortgage fraud and falsifying business documents. So since those counts were hung, they're saying this isn't double jeopardy. He wasn't convicted on these counts. Mm. Uh, I have beans on the judge dismissing some of the charges, but not all of them because legal experts have said that at least a portion of the case uh, double jeopardy doesn't apply at all. Mm-hmm. So. It'd be funny if one of our fans could make a meme that's like double jeopardy and just Manafort is fucked. You know, like solving the puzzle. <laughs> just one of those. <laughs> just Manafort standing there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You got the daily double jeopardy. Yeah, <laughs> I find it uh, that would be surprising to me if the argument that he wasn't convicted, thus there's no double jeopardy here, if that stands, because in that case, then you could just kind of go to trial, take someone to trial until they do get convicted. Yeah, and it depends, too, if the counts were dismissed with or without prejudice, Mm -hmm. right? Because when that whole, when the 10 counts, you know, because they convicted on eight, were hung on 10 because of one person, Mm -hmm. the rural juror, (laughs) um, then, you know, do you take those 10? Because Mueller could have prosecuted them again. And I think if Mueller could have, then I think that that means New York can, too. So I think that Mm -hmm. they were dismissed without prejudice which means it can be brought up again uh, I, th- I might have that right i might have that wrong if not we have a whole correction section you can just hey, go to yeah, mullershewrote.com it's good for both shows daily beans and muller she wrote and uh, click on contact and then select corrections send them to us if you want to remain anonymous tell me that and uh, we'll, we'll shout out your correction on the show on sunday for muller she wrote so that's what's going on with manafort and uh, let's see, there was a sealed ex parte hearing in the Flynn case. This is what I was talking about at the top of the show uh, today, Thursday, regarding Flynn's lawyer's request for security clearance and the exculpatory evidence. The judge said he would resolve the exculpatory evidence issue today. Um, we reported that earlier in the week. We'll keep you posted. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm waiting for to come up on my phone here and why I keep looking at it. Like, where? what, <laughs> what is it? Did did they dismiss the Brady stuff? Um Let's see. They had an ex parte hearing today about security clearances, and the judge decided he's not doing anything about that until they determine the motion to compel. Yes, but there's always a but. The judge said he was going to rule on the Brady stuff. So let me put that in here. Say today. That. Yeah. Nice. He was going to rule on the Brady stuff. And we'll see what happens. Thanks, Grant Stern. Shout out. Oh, cool. oh yeah. He's cool. <clears throat> yeah. He's my pacer go to when my pacer's not working um pacer is like a where you can go and see um court documents filed tim that's today uh also you may have heard that trump has fired his totally unqualified middle east envoy jason greenblatt and he's somehow been replaced by an even less qualified 29 year old friend of jared kushner's named avi berkowitz and if that name sounds familiar it should because he worked on data analytics during the Trump campaign, and he's mentioned several times in the Mueller report as Kushner's assistant who met with Russians in Kushner's stead. If you remember, in December 2016, Kush didn't want to meet with Kislyak because he found out Kislyak couldn't help him set up a secret back channel, so he sent uh, Avi Berkowitz instead. Mm. So he that's what a cool dude. Stand in. Um, yep, and he graduated from law school in 2016. He's 29 years old. Um, so that's who mm. the new Middle East envoy is going to be helping determine peace in the middle east great 
I'm sure he'll do a great job. Right? He can <laughs> make 30 under 30. Yeah. And <laughs> hey, it's got nothing to do with your age. It just has to do with he's a dipshit. Yeah. True, true. Uh, and this is bananas. According to U.S. officials, four days before we imposed sanctions on an Iranian tanker suspected of shipping oil to Syria, the boat's captain got an email from Brian Hook, <laughs> Captain Hook, <laughs> <laughs> the top Iran official at the U.S. State Department, the United States Department of State, saying, I work for Mike Pompeo. Hey. And I serve the, uh, as the U.S. representative for Iran. I'm writing with good news. And apparently the good news was that the Trump administration was offering the captain several million dollars if he would pilot the ship to a country that would impound the boat on behalf of the United States. And this isn't an isolated event. The same dude, Captain Hook, he emailed or texted roughly a dozen boat captains in an effort to scare them in an effort to scare them into realizing that helping Iran evade sanctions comes with a heavy price. Iran's foreign minister tweeted in response, quote, having failed at piracy, the U.S. resorts to outright blackmail. In other words, deliver U.S. Iran's oil and receive several million dollars or be sanctioned yourself. Hook then wrote a follow-up email to this particular captain, is an Indian guy captaining this boat, saying, quote, with this money, you can have any life you wish and be well off in old age. If you choose not to take the easy path, life will be much harder for you. It sounds like a Nigerian prince email, doesn't it? It really does. So according to U.S. officials, the bribes fall under some 1984 program called Rewards for Justice. And they, had, they have offered rewards of up to $15 million to multiple people for information that helps the U.S. disrupt Iranian illicit activities. So they are bribing boat captains to drive their Iranian oil boats to U.S.-friendly companies so that we can seize the oil and that Iran or Syria can't get it. That's some pretty oh my shady gosh. shit. Yeah, they're really taking advantage of the ocean medium and how hard that is to navigate. Mm -hmm. It's just like if you send someone out there to meet them, that's just the way to do business before yeah. other people. Yeah, a lot of space it. out there. Yeah, is that legal? Uh, I I don't know what the uh, rewards for justice program says. We te we tend to not negotiate with quote unquote terrorists, uh, and I would. You know, I find it weird that Trump would consider Iran a terrorist, a harboring terrorist nation and try to put them on his Muslim block list and all that other stuff and mm -hmm. pull out of the nuclear agreement and be total dicks to him. Sanction, sanction, sanctions, and then bribe the Iranians, you know, the, the people piloting the boats full of Iranian oil going to Syria to stop them and, and seize their stuff. This is like a movie. Yeah, yeah. it really is. It's uh, that's. Yeah. I mean, and when these, he are, says, these are the kinds of. When he says, sorry to interrupt, but when he That's says okay. piracy, mm -hmm. I think what he's referring to is, remember when you see that, saw that video of them taking bombs off the side of the tanker? I remember, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the piracy he's referring to, and now they're blackmailing. Sorry, what were you saying? No, that's fine. Um, I forgot. It's okay. You might come back. <laughs> but I was just going to say this. This all reminds me oh, of that movie, too, Captain Phillips, because there's a meme out there that's like, uh, look at me. I'm individual one, yeah. and it's Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is kind of perfect for that. Yeah, I got to tweet that work. at her. It does yeah. Work. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these are the kinds of things that sound so crazy to me, and it does. You're right. It's like such a weird movie scene, sort of, and mm -hmm. these things that go on behind the scenes, uh, if you can call them scenes. But this is this is like probably stuff that's happening all the time, just stuff that we don't know. Because, like you said, there's a precedent for it, so they've done it before. But I had no idea that that's something that they would do. Just try to intercept someone. Yeah, like that. Wh what a, an agenda item to have. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and, very and, strange. Captain Hook is sending out the emails. That's also very yeah. strange. Yeah, and Cap that Captain seems... Phillips. Who's that was Peter cool Pan? Movie. Is it Kushner? Oh, 
Uh, maybe maybe Avi Berkowitz. Okay, okay. Kushner's like Pinocchio. Twenty nine. That's fair. Trump's kind of like Pinocchio too. Different movie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the older Pinocchio. Yes. The donkeys dancing. Middle aged Pinocchio crisis. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Kind of like um, Benjamin Button meets Pinocchio. Yeah. Kind of thing going on. Yeah. yeah. I and I, that sounds horrifying. <laughs> that Captain Phillips. That's about Somali pirates, right? Exactly. So different yeah. from this, but yeah, the whole piracy thing. That's mainstream media makes me think about that. I want to be boarded by Somali. A pirates. Mm. That'd be nice. Yes. Oh, yep. what what is what's the difference there? I feel like I'm missing something. Wine experts. Oh, yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these we're boarding like your ship with the cool finest people. rose. Like, yeah, yeah, and they're oh, cool around. But do come in. Yeah, I I learned something just. Now. <laughs> oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah. We're losing wine. Just wine spewing off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> we're listing. No, that's you. You're drunk. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. Time for a little Schadenfreude. Do you know what schadenfreude is? No, I do not know what schadenfreude is. Please tell me because I'm dying to know. It's a German term for shameful joy. So we've been talking a little bit about this Brexit fight happening right now and how Boris Johnson has lost his majority. He's been just, everyone's just fleeing his party. But Thursday we learned that his own brother has left the Tory party and resigned from UK Parliament saying, quote, he's been torn between family loyalty and the national interest and that he's stepping down from his roles as a government minister and a member of Parliament. This move follows a series of losses for Boris Johnson. On Wednesday, as we know, Parliament voted to block his no-deal Brexit, and then he purged 21 members of his own party and banned them for life, including Winston Churchill's grandson, who had mm-hmm. served in Parliament for 37 years, and who is his idol. Uh, Churchill is Boris Johnson's idol. Uh, everyone on Twitter is cracking the same joke, though, saying, and this is so good, Joe Johnson is Boris Johnson's brother's name, saying Joe Johnson, Boris's brother, is retiring to spend less time with his family. That's hilarious. <laughs> And I, I, there's like 900 Twitter accounts that have put that joke out. So I'm Oh, not it's gonna, a good one. I'm not going to list them all, but uh, there you go. And that's what can happen. Comedians, if you're listening, not everyone's a joke thief. Sometimes we just have the same premise. Yeah, I think sometimes it's also just about like the experience. But if I were that comedian whose joke was stolen, I'd be pissed. But generally speaking, I'm like, oh, we got to experience that together. But <laughs> yeah, it's a very delicate thing. Yeah, it's great. Great minds think alike turned into you ha- hack. Fuck yeah, you. there's no yeah. like uh, intellectual property for comedians. That's really the problem is that if you wanted to copyright it, you really can't. We need a union. Point. Did we you hear can. about that Conan lawsuit? No. Conan was in San Diego a while ago to su- to, yes. to yeah to like go to court for this guy who was trying to sue him saying that the Conan writers team had stolen all this guy's tweets for like monologue jokes and stuff. Damn. Yeah, and did it end up being true? Conan, no. Conan was like he he's like normally. I mean, people throw out these accusations all the time, but he said he wanted to come down in person and just give his own statement because. He's like, my team works so hard and stuff like that just happens sometimes. Yeah, totally. I'm not going to sit here and be defamed because yeah. this dude. He has addressed like, it, which is really cool. Yeah. And the guy was from San Diego, just a tweeter from San Diego. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because yeah, yeah, he was he a San Diego comic San Diego. and I never heard of him. Yeah. But. It's, you know, there's a lot of people in the city. <laughs> dude, the people, because the ones you have heard of are never causing trouble like that. <laughs> well, that's arguable too, but I know what you mean. <laughs> well, I mean trouble like, I don't know, fucking Hashtag. trying to call out Conan O'Brien for exactly. stealing your jokes. That'd be different. no one in the scene knows your name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he was probably like one of those professional tweeter guys. <laughs> like, not like a stand-up. Maybe. Stand-up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Then you're not a stand-up. Sorry. Did he, he call himself? You're a tweeter. Yeah. He, called himself he did. Stand-up. Oh, that's strange. Really? He didn't say, I'm a professional tweeter. Right. He Even that I'm a stand-up a comic. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. If you were, we'd have heard of you. Yeah. Trust me. Anyways, jokes. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Good on Conan. I Those think that are was, jokes. Yeah, yeah right I thought it was nice, it. nice to show up for his team like that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. cool. And anyway, that's Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. 
Okay, time to get social. Hashtag. So there's not a hashtag for this yet. Um, although Sharpiegate is still trending. And, and the jokes are getting amazing, by the way. People uh, drawing extended fingers to make his hands look bigger. Somebody has him pictured next to Obama, and it, it has this, the, the black line around his head to make him look taller than Obama. Uh, the dart board, where, you know, they're all mm-hmm. on the wall, and they're drawing the lines around, the, the darts. and or, or the golf, where they show the cup where the ball's supposed to go into, but the ball's, like, right outside of it, so they extend the, the line <laughs> around it. And so he's like, hole in one. Uh, it's getting awesome, but... There's a new one, and it's, like I said, it's not hashtagged yet, so maybe you can come up with a hashtag for it, but there's tons of tweets on it. Um, head to at Carlos Lozada WP on Twitter. Find his post about Sarah Huckabee Sanders and the news that she's going to publish a memoir with St. Martin's Press. Uh, and folks there are coming up with some funny titles for her book. And here's some of my favorites. Ket- uh, the Catcher in the Lie um, <laughs> by Horse Whisperer. Uh, Crime and No Punishment by John Cipher. Smoky Lies by I Am Democrat 1963. My Brother Killed a Dog <laughs> from Dave Zirin. Fifty Shades of Cray by Rabid Badger. And my personal contribution, Never Look a Grift Horse in the Mouth. That's my <laughs> title. Those are all amazing. Yeah, the, the, it's a really fun thread. And somebody should hashtag it, you know, uh, Sanders book or whatever, however you want to do it. But it, it's it's not hashtagged yet, but I thought it was worth pointing out because it is trending mm-hmm. it's funny and um speaking of sharpie gate <laughs> it's still going on trump's tripling quadrupling down this morning uh and now he's had like this morning he tweeted out it was alabama it showed me on the spaghetti tray or whatever the <laughs> fuck he said and but now trump's homeland security and counterterrorism advisor has put out a statement thursday regarding trump's claims that dorian would hit alabama saying I'm the one who briefed Trump on Dorian, and sh- and I showed him the spaghetti forecast with the one with the one wild path that could clip the edge of Alabama, and that the forecast track changed substantially over time, putting Alabama out of harm's way. So he's the fall guy. So Trump actually went stomping around to find somebody to say, who's going to say that they told me to do this? Who's mm-hmm. going to say? The statement says nothing about who altered the map. We know it was Trump. At least Trump's, some of Trump's aides are saying that he did it himself. But this is still going on, despite the fact that the actual hurricane is now pummeling the Carolinas and people are in danger. The Bahamas have been obliterated. I think the death toll is up to 27 down there. But I think this is going to be one of those situations where you remember the death toll in Puerto Rico for Maria was like 64 and it ended up being close to 4,000 people. And that's what I'm really worried about. And here's our president stomping around trying to find somebody to say that they're the one who who is at fault for him drawing the line on the map to include Alabama in the path of the hurricane. It's just the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. no one gives like no one gives a fuck what his response is. All he had to do was go on and be like, oh, yeah, I got briefed on a certain path that would look like that. And then that's it. And move on. I based it on this map. You know, it's not going there now. Let's focus on the Carolinas. Mm -hmm. But also where he fucked up was being such an idiot in the first place, because (laughs) if he wasn't, no one would be giving him this much shit. (laughs) Exactly. He is such an idiot. And being such a liar, too. Like the whole boy that cried, you know, was it wolf thing? Alabama. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Basically, it's like these are why the small lies matter, too, because now we have, like you said, with the Puerto Rico death toll, like that was a big deal that he mm-hmm. basically lied about and lying about how many people are dying in these detention camps and just all kinds of things that we can't take his word for and he's so concerned about the optics but he doesn't even acknowledge why we're so suspicious to yeah, begin or, with. Yeah or when he said uh, like the Iranians shot down one of our drones in Iranian airspace everyone was like nah bro mm-hmm. don't believe you. That's so dangerous. Don't believe you at all. Nobody believes him. Nobody believes AG Barr. It's, ter- it's terrible and it's we have to vote him out. We absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. And I think that this 
this is actually a felony falsifying that map uh, as we talked about <laughs> yesterday it's actually a, a felony and i think that that could be added to his impeachment mm-hmm. a list long list of impeachment that's things so funny and then we also have i think another thing that's coming up that's going to be huge is when we've talked about this on the show already is that they've they're calling in stormy daniels and karen mcdougall mm-hmm. to testify in the hush money payment catch and kill scheme that trump was implicated in by the southern district of new york as individual one and cohen's in prison for it and cohen's in prison for a conspiracy to do this and you can't just have one guy go to prison for a conspiracy there's <laughs> other people involved that's the nature of a conspiracy Unless he's like el chapo but i don't think cohen's the type so two storms are going to take down trump right hurricane dorian and his falsification of the map and stormy daniels mm-hmm. that's so uh, i think that's the tweet that's going around right now but that's uh yeah he's he's not letting up off this sharpie thing and uh, f- he's also after the environment again, uh, this time going after Obama era light bulb efficiency regulations. Uh, and this doesn't sound like a big deal, um, but the less efficient bulb idea, which is being praised by the light bulb industry, shocker, will cost the average household more than $100 per year and increase U.S. electricity use by 80 billion kilowatt hours over the course of one year, which is enough electricity to power every house in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And in a related story, Joe Balish or Balash, uh, a Trump appointee, who served as in, in the Interior Department, and he, while he was there, pushed to expand drilling in Alaska, near two preserves, near two wildlife preserves in the north area. He has, is retiring from uh, government, and he's joining a foreign oil company that's expanding its drilling operations in Alaska. And that that is allowed to happen is so against government ethics. Like, for example, if I work for the government and let's say let's say I work for a toilet paper company that makes toilet paper for the VA and then I start to work for the VA, I'm not allowed to oversee or have anything to do with any contracts that had to do with that company. And then for two years, I have to wait. And then when I leave the VA, I'm not allowed to work for any other contract that I helped oversee for two years after that. It's it's an ethics thing. And so. Um, what's interesting is is that the, uh, let's see, Dem Senator Tom Udall has sent a letter to the Interior's ethics officials Wednesday asking them to provide copies of all the ethics filings made by Balash and any notifications of his negotiations for future employment or compensation. Because this is really anti, anti-ethical, mm-hmm. antithetical, no, anti I want to hear Richard Painter's take on this. Impeach him. That's yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a con man. I love him so much. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that does not sound good. And and this isn't new to us. When Scott Pruitt left his post at the EPA, he got a job consulting for coal magnet, uh, magnate. And three weeks after leaving the Interior Department, Vince DeVito, an energy counselor, got a job with Cox Oil Offshore, which operates in the Gulf of Mexico. So this is just, uh, the, yeah, drain the swamp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, yeah. And those those companies, those are privatized companies, right? Yep. All of them mm-hmm. that, that just get like a bunch of government contracts. Yeah. Yeah. When Ted Cruz and uh, AOC had their Twitter moment talking about a bill that would ban politicians from going into lobbying, do you think it would be extended to stuff like that? That's hard to regulate the private sector. No, but I think that, yeah, I I think that wouldn't really do it. But you could regulate the government officials saying you can't work for anything that you worked on. Mm -hmm. Those rules already exist, but only in an ethical sense, not in an illegal sense. And you could make the rules that gave those rules, you know, you could make laws that gave those rules some teeth with, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe penalties or punishments uh, for doing that because it's, it's unethical. But these are norms that have always been followed and they're just being shit all over now so yeah yeah because the the lobbying group obviously is a first step to stop them from being able to go into lobbying directly after being a representative but 
the private sector has so much influence over government and politics right now, it may as well be lobbying. Yeah. They need more laws. We need more laws. I don't know what voice that was. <laughs> I had like Bernie and then also Trump in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Bernie Trump. We need yeah. more laws. Yeah, I don't I can't do a combo. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and I, it doesn't look like we have any information on the Flynn case either. Um, so we'll have to give that to you on, on Mueller She Wrote on Sunday. Uh, but other than that, that's the news. Unless you guys have any final thoughts or any uh, things you want to talk about. No. <laughs> that's it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, my only final thought is my same final thought that I always have, that I hope you guys take care of each other. Sorry, you all take care of each other. And take care of yourselves and take care of the planet. I've been AG. I've been Julissa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is produced by AG, featuring Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com.